Hello, and welcome to the Perceptive Photographer Podcast, episode 445. I am your host, Daniel Gregory. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope you are having a wonderfully creative day, week, month, whatever's really jonesing for your expression of your creative process. I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful time. And if you're not, don't worry, the creativity will come back. It always does. When we stress that we've lost it for life, it always somehow seems to find its way back home. This week's podcast is brought to you by, yet again, me and my classes at the Photoshop Virtual Summit 5. So the week of October 30th through November 3rd, you can join me and a bunch of my other friends and colleagues for some free Photoshop training. And it's a great time to do that with lots of new tools, opportunities for finding new ways of using Photoshop and the tools of Photoshop to make your artistic endeavor a little bit more interesting, which in some ways ties in today's topic. So head on down to the show notes. You can get a link there to register for a free pass, or if you want the content for the rest of your life and all the great bonus materials, you can sign up for that VIP pass. In today's podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about sort of an interesting intersection that I am been thinking about a lot. I don't know. I want to say recently, but it's probably been sort of percolating for a while. And that's this notion of that gear doesn't matter. And I hear that a lot. Gear doesn't matter. And in the sense of gear doesn't matter because, yes, I can go probably pick up any camera and I can get a good photograph out of any camera. A camera from 100 years ago, a camera that's going to be invented in five years. It comes down to, you know, how's my sense of understanding of my eye, the subject, the subject matter? What's my expression? What do I want to say? How do I want to say it? That gear in some ways doesn't matter. However, gear in some ways does matter. And I think it's an interesting sort of intersection when we think about how does gear matter? And in the gear world, I'm putting a lot of things in the gear bucket. So I'm not talking just about a camera, camera lens, a light, a reflector. I'm also throwing in there Photoshop, Lightroom, computers, anything we use to ultimately achieve the external vision of our photograph. And the reason I think that gear matters and gear matters a lot is that the gear ultimately defines and dictates the aesthetic and look of that particular image. So stick with me for a second. I'm going to tell you a little bit about a process that I use that I think quickly illustrates this. So one of the things I still do is I still print a lot of historical processing methods. I still print in platinum, palladium, calotype, cyanotype sometimes. I'm playing with zyotypes. There's a bunch of different old historical processes. And in that process, you're, they're all contact prints. What that means is that the negative is put directly in contact with the paper that has the sensitized surface on it. And that is then exposed. So your final image in a contact print is the size of your original negative. So if you're shooting four by five film, your final print size is four inches by five inches. If you're shooting five by seven, it was five by seven images. That statement of gear matters really comes into play there because if I wanted a larger image, my only option because of the contact printing method is to create a larger negative. That's it. That's the option. I don't get to fake contact print through an enlarging method. So the gear does matter. It ultimately sort of dictates and defines that process. In the same way in the digital space, once I make the decision that I'm going to work in black and white, if I'm shooting a non-monochrome camera, the sensor is going to capture color and that color can then be converted to black and white. I'm afforded a certain level of flexibility. So in this contact printing world now, I can use my digital camera, capture a color image, convert to black and white, and then using a digital negative output process, I can produce a negative to contact print in basically any size. 
So I'm no longer confined to having to shoot a large format camera at four inches by five inches or eight inches by 10 inches. I can now create interesting aspect ratios. I can change all sorts of elements of how that photograph's ultimately gonna be presented as a physical print by changing the gear that I use to create the image. The gear does matter. It makes a big difference in how I'm able to achieve the vision and process for what I wanna do with the photograph. So there's a little example of how I think gear does matter. So one of the things that's also on the sort of flip side of that coin is that there's a lot of times where we think about gear and we think about equipment and we think about the tools we use and we think about them longingly for things that we want and things that we wish they did. And in many cases, the tools already do what we want. The reality is it's in the bucket of the three buckets. I know what I know. I know what I don't know. And I don't know what I don't know. They're in the I don't know what I don't know bucket. There's a lot of times Lightroom does Photoshop on one, capture one, whatever tool you're using. They do some pretty amazing things. And if we don't understand how the tool works, we don't understand how the gear works. We can't actually successfully get ultimately created the photograph we want. We end up settling for something that we then feel like is good enough. So again, the gear does matter because we have the right gear, but we don't know how to successfully use the gear. We haven't, quote unquote, spent the time to read the manual, to practice, to uh, take a course, to learn how that tool works to achieve the ultimate vision for what we want for the photograph. Now, both of those are sort of different sides of that same coin. We have process that defines, ultimately, we have to use a process. We have to use certain gear, certain equipment to get the end result we want. And we have certain gear that doesn't get us the result we want, but it's not the fault of the gear. It's sort of the fault of our own understanding of how to operate the equipment and the gear. And I think that's sort of where a lot of us sit is that we think about equipment, we think about gear as a question of, well, if I had better equipment, if I had more gear, if I had different gear, I would be more successful in the achievement of what I want. And that question is probably true some of the time. There is certain times where there is certain gear that does certain things. If you want to do, say, time-lapse photography, an intervalometer going to make that work a lot better, a lot more efficient, and you're not going to have to worry about camera shake and a bunch of other things. If you want to do work and you need super sharp photographs, a tripod is going to make a difference. A lot of us would like to not have to use a tripod, but it's going to make a difference in creating super, super sharp, stable photographs. Equipment does somewhat matter. However, one of the things that I think as we talk about the intersection of these two is, and the reason I started with talking about sort of that final look of in that alt processing world, how big of print do I want? And what do I want that print to look like in terms of aspect ratio, size, tonal values, all those things, is that part of the question I think a lot of times we don't necessarily answer is, what do I ultimately want the gear to do for me to get the process I want? If I'm converting to black and white, like people ask me all the time, like, well, what tool do I use to convert to black and white? Well, I've got about 17 ways to convert to black and white in the digital darkroom. Of those 17 options, I try to experiment with uh, several of them sometimes to try to get to the right one. If I'm shooting film, I have three or four different types of black and white film I work with. They have a different aesthetic. They have a different look. They have a different sort of feel to them based on the grain structure. They're based on the dynamic range, the contrast that the film creates. 
So I'm thinking a lot about what do I ultimately want that feeling to be of the final image? So as we think about how process and gear ultimately define the look of that photograph, I think that's really important for all of us to recognize that the decisions we make about equipment, the decisions we make about gear, the decisions we make about processing photographs are the things that ultimately define how those photographs look. We might choose a tool because it's easy for us. And that's the underlying reason we pick it. Oh, I understand this tool. I've used it for years. I know what it does. It makes it super easy. I'm not getting the aesthetic and the look I want out of my photographs, but that tool is easy. That's the time where we think about, I need new equipment. I need new gear. It's because the processing tools we use, the capturing tools we're using are no longer affording us the ability to get what we want out of our photographs. Do I need a 100 megapixel camera if I'm never printing large? I'm only doing social media? Probably not. Now, I might want one. I might love the tonal values, the detail, the sharpness. I might love a lot of parts of it. But in terms of do I need it? Is it in service of creating something more to my voice and vision or not? Is it, in fact, making it so that the achievement of what I want that photograph's expression to be more successful or not. And I know for me, that's been one of the challenges is that I look at new equipment and I think, wow, it's faster. It's lighter. It's brighter. It's uh, got bells and whistles that I will never use. But man, if I ever did need that bell and whistle, I've got that bell and whistle. And I look at all those pieces. I look at all those components and it's easy to be drawn into that. But again, what's the purpose solving question? What is the reason and how that gear is going to then shift your process. Because that's the other piece. Every time we add an additional component, an additional Lego, additional block into the castle we're building that is our photography world, we add additional complexity. That complexity may not seem that big on the surface, but when we add one more plugin, we add one more tool, we add one more component, those all become more and more challenging for us to then figure out when and how to incorporate those in a successful way. And so I think one of the things that we do is we need to step back a little bit and recognize that a lot of the things we probably want in our processing and in our images already exist in the equipment we have and the equipment we use. Now, we may not know how to do it. It may be in the bucket of, I don't know what I don't know. But that's a different space. That's a question of, does Lightroom do XYZ? Does On One do this? Can Silver Effects create this look? Do I need to go buy some magic plugin? Do I need a different class? Do I need a different tutorial? Do I need to upgrade my computer? Because wow, it's been seven years and some of the features that exist in Lightroom don't actually show up inside my, new, my computer because my computer is too old. And yes, I know it's terrible that they make us upgrade, but that's sort of the way things are. As we think about these, this approach, are we using the tools? Are we being successful with the tools? Is it allowing us to make the look of the photograph the way we want? Because we, again, are bound by that equipment choice. Once I make the decision to print in alternative processing, I'm going to do a cyanotype and I'm going to do it as a contact print. I've already made some decisions that's going to bound me to certain processes. Certain methodologies, certain tools are going to be used in that process. There's no getting around that. That's the requirement based on the output. 
as soon as you decide to do video. You make different choices than you make if you're doing still photography. And yes, your phones and your cameras, they all do video. But then you start to get into, well, that's not the look I want for the video, or that's not the aesthetic I want for the video, that's not the whatever. Again, the what we ultimately want starts to define the steps we take in lighting, editing, processing, selecting, all those different components. So there's a huge sort of thing we have to recognize and realize as we think about our work is that the gear we use matters because it ultimately defines the output. Can be easy, can be hard, can be comfortable, can push us. There's a lot of things it can do, but we're sort of bound by that decision. And the big crux of all of this, the thing that I think is important as we leave is that sometimes it becomes very easy for us to think that it is the gear that is the limiting factor of our process. The gear is the thing that keeps us from achieving what we want. But if you took your really what you wanted out of the photograph and I handed you all of the knowledge of the analog darkroom, the interest in the analog darkroom, the cameras of the analog darkroom, the skills of the analog darkroom, so that you were the best of everything that could ever be done in the analog sphere. And I just gave that to you. And you could go create that image. And you could create that image easily and efficiently in that analog darkroom. Or you could struggle in the digital space. Most people, I think, would take the achievement of what they wanted. Now, I know some of you don't like the smell of the darkroom. If you even know that it smells bad, now that you do. Uh, but outside of that, the idea that we could get what we want is independent of that equipment. It's independent of the processing. It's independent of the software. It again comes down to, do I recognize what I want? And then am I or am I not defined by, that, by those choices? In some cases we are, and in some cases we're not. And it's important to recognize the distinction between when we are and we are not defined by those choices. Because I think that really makes it so that we can understand the question of, do I need different gear or not? comes down to, am I bound by the process to get what I want? Or am I bound by knowledge? Or am I bound by what I know? We're able to more successfully answer the question of what ultimately needs to happen for us to get the photographs we want. I hope you have a wonderful week behind the camera. Thanks so much for joining me today to talk a little bit about gear and equipment. And I encourage you to sign up and check out that Photoshop Summit if you haven't, because that's a great way to really get down to learning some amazing things about Photoshop. And there's a lot of great things that have been added into Photoshop. And the Summit's great because there's also a lot of things that are sort of foundational to Photoshop that don't have anything to do with some of the AI and things like that are coming out. So a great variety of classes there. So make sure you check that out. And I will see you all at the next podcast. That'll be episode 446. Very exciting how they go in order like that. And I'll see you next time.